The following message is brought to you by Capital City Baptist Church of Port Mosby. We exist to bring glory to God by knowing Christ and making Him known. If you would like to visit our church, we hold multiple services on Sunday mornings starting at 9 a.m. We are located between Motokare Wharf and Edai Town. Pickups are available 709-1000. Genesis chapter 3, reading verses uh, 14 to 19. The Bible reads, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cast above all cattle and above all beasts of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise the head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to be the husband, and he shall rule over thee. Verse 17, And unto Adam he said, Because... Thou hast hearkened unto the voice of his wife, thou hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cast is the ground for thy sake in sorrow, that thou shalt eat of all the days of thy life. Verse 18, Thorns also and the thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Last verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for, the, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Thank you. God has been so good in so many ways, and I want to praise him for it this morning. Um, I thank God for his goodness and his grace, and his mercy. I thank God for his word. It's only through his word that we can have strength and courage. Only through his word that we can have what our spirit needs in this life. Because apart from his word, we're all miserable men. Apart from his word, really broken lives. I thank God for his grace and his word. This morning I'd like to speak on ancient words. Ancient words are words that are life-giving. The scripture verse that Brother Goss has read this morning speaks to us of what has happened in the Garden of Eden and how that mankind was plunged into sin. Mankind fell. And the reading is God giving curse to those who were instrumental to the fall. So last week we saw several things in creation. Last week we saw God's eternality displayed. We also saw God's power displayed. And then we saw God's sovereignty displayed. 
God created all things out of nothing, ex nihilo. In creation, we see the power of God displayed. That is why the psalmist says, Psalm 19 and 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Not only does God's creation display his power, it also declares his promise. And we find this in today's message. As Moses writes the book of Genesis, he could be either in one of two places. He could be either in Midian during the 40 years in his father-in-law's house, Laban. He could have written the book of Genesis there. Or he could have been in the wilderness. He could have been in the wilderness when the children of Israel were walking in, wandering in the desert for, for, for 40 years. Moses could have written the book of Genesis there. Whichever way it is, Moses and the children of Israel were surrounded by people groups who worship anything and everything. People groups that believed in fables and myths and created objects and, and gods and they worshipped deities, stars, moon, and the sun and the whole creation except for the real God. The stories that, that these people possessed were far from the truth of God's revelation, of God's ancient words. These words that were given by God to Adam, the ancient words were possessed by the children of Israel. Adam lived 930 years. In his lifetime, he has watched generations walk away from God, except the few that walked with him. Lamech was Noah's father. And Lamech spent 57 years of his life, which were the last 57 years of Adam's life. And Lamech heard from Adam, the man who walked with God, the man who spoke with God, from Adam's very mouth, Lamech heard the ancient words. Lamech's son is Noah. The ancient words were heard and recorded by Noah's father and passed down to Noah. Noah passed these ancient words to his seventh generation, Adam. Abraham, sorry, Abraham. Abraham passed these words to his grandson Jacob, who passed these ancient words to, the, to his sons who were the 12 tribes of Israel. So these very ancient words were passed in its entirety, in its purity, from Adam, from God to Adam, to Noah, to Abraham to Moses, to Jacob and to Moses. And so these are the very words that we are reading this morning. How God created the heavens and the earth. And how God hates sin. And how God 
love to put things together in perspective. It is now 2,508 years since the creation and the expulsion of Adam from the Garden of Eden. And Moses writes these very words. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This here is the word of God. Genesis 3.15 is a promise. It's a promise. And I will put war between you and the woman and between your seed and the woman's seed. God speaking to Satan. And by him, by the seed of the woman, your head will be crushed. And you will only wound his feet. Several things are happening in our passage this morning, verse 14 to 19. But before we go into that, I'd like to show you a great truth. If we don't go to this truth, we will miss so many things. So open to Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 27. I want to touch, touch on the fact that God created man. Man didn't come from any other way, but God created man. Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And the Lord God said, Let us make man in what our image and after our likeness. Verse 27, And so God created man in his own image. Image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. I'd like us to say this last phrase, last part of the verse together. Male and female created he them. How many kinds of human did God create? Male and female. All right? So let me touch on that for a while. Please hear me out on this, okay? As believers, we are not to take sides of the LGBTQ, of the gay and lesbian and transgender communities. No. In no way are we to support them and advance their cause. No. Their lifestyle and community is evil and ungodly. And I make no apologies for this statement. But I will show love to a gay or a lesbian as Christ loved them. And I will open my home to them, those who desire to know the truth of God's word about their sexuality. I can point them to Christ. I will love them. Why? Because they are created in the image of God. We have lost 
our edge. We have lost our sharpness in our witness because of this very discrimination. Man is an image of God. He is imago Dei. But because of you and I not understanding that man was made in the image of God and man bears the image of God, we choose to love. We choose to like. We choose to accompany. We choose to give the gospel to. And when it comes, regionalism sends souls to hell. Racism sends souls to hell. Respect of persons sends soul to hell. A believer that believes that a man is created in the image of God and is the image bearer of God will go and share the ancient word of God to anyone and everyone. Man is created in the image of God. Man will go to unlikely places and speak to unlikely people because of the fact that man is created in the image of God. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. I should not choose whom to love and whom not to love if I consider myself a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus loved all. Let us in our witness love all. Let us in our witness take the gospel to all, not just a group of people. Coming back to our text, we find here the Adamic covenant, which conditions life of the fallen man. It is important to note that these conditions must remain till the kingdom age. Everything that is happening in 14 to 19 will remain until the kingdom age. Amid these curses, we find the promise of the Redeemer. So we will look at four things this morning. And the four things would be, one, don't be a tool in Satan's hands. Verse 14. Two, guard your members by sticking to the word. Verse 16. Three, your decisions will always affect those around you. Verse 17 to 19. And lastly, God's, promises of, God's promise of redemption is always available. Verse 15. I know these are not, um, not alliterated. Okay? I know these points are not alliterated. But as long as you know that it's 1, 2, 3, and 4, we can be good to go. All right? So point 1, verse 14. Verse 14 here, God is speaking to Satan through the serpent. All right? And in verse 14, God is saying, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field, Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Don't be a tool in Satan's hands. See, the serpent became a tool in Satan's hands. The serpent from a very beautiful creature became cursed and a lot some reptile. 
This is what happens when you and I allow Satan to make us his tools. Be very careful. There are dangers in occultism. There are dangers in the horoscope. There are dangers in the use of drugs. There are dangers in alcohol. There are dangers in homebrew. You say, you say, Brother Eric, what does that have to do with Satan using me as a devil's tool? When you go into this, you are opening a wide open door to be used of Satan. Refrain from black magic. Refrain from white magic. In, in our PNG context, we, we run. Our people run to those who can help find things that are missing. Those who can help find the source of sicknesses in what you call white magic or good magic. They call them hater tauria. People who look at things, see us. My friend, don't go there. Don't go there. Many of us have stuff in our homes, things in our wallets that we carry around that tells us or that we, we tell people these things protect me or protect us from evil spirits. My friend, don't go there. Don't go there. You are opening up your house. You are opening up yourself to be used of Satan. The end result of the reptile, the end result of the lizard, the end result of this beautiful creature, the serpent, was a loathsome reptile. Once the devil is finished with you, he will leave your life messed up. Don't be a tool in Satan's hands. And number two, guard your members. Guard your members by sticking to God's word. We find that in verse 16. Verse 16, God is now speaking to the woman. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Motherhood is linked with sorrow. The woman is now under the headship of man. The woman will have multiplied conceptions and pain in bearing a child. I want to talk this morning to fathers. I want to talk this morning to men. I want to talk this morning to husbands. In verse 16, the woman is now cursed. Adam, where were you? Adam, where were you? Adam, you could have guarded your home. Adam, you could have guarded your wife. Where were you, Adam? Where were you? The woman was deceived first. What was Adam doing when Eve was talking to the smooth, sleek, talking serpent? What was Adam doing? Where was Adam? Where were you? Husbands, look after your wives, love them, and talk to them. Adam, whatever Adam was doing, Adam was not guarding his home. 
Adam was not guarding his wife. Adam was not guarding the precious creature that God had given him. Adam was not. Ephesians 5, verse 23 to 33. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved his church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Ancient words. Ancient words. The word cleanses. Husbands, use the word, guard your wife. Husbands, fathers, use the word, guard your home. That he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkles. Iron out stuff. Iron out stuff. When there's spots or wrinkles, husbands, fathers, sit down and iron out stuff. Use the word. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. How much we do for ourselves is the same we must do for our wives. Where were you, Adam? Where were you? He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man hath yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ the Lord for the church. How much? Do you love your home? How much do you love your wife? How much do you care for your members? Got your home, madam. Got your home, ma'am. Got your home, fathers. Got your home, husbands. Adam was somewhere. Eve was deceived. Colossians says it like this. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Men, husbands, let's protect our wives and our children from the snares and the wiles and the attacks of the devil. They are real. They are out there. The devil is out there seeking to destroy your home, seeking to destroy your families, seeking to destroy your spouse. And if you're not careful... He will do that right under your headship, right under your nose. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walking about, seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 5 and verse 8. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, Ephesians 6 and verse 12. The devil is real, folks. Evil is real. Wickedness is real. Husbands, love your wife. Wives, submit with reverence. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Christians, put on the whole armor of God. Be completely immersed and filled with the Spirit of God, with the ancient words. Satan 
wants to destroy your home. Don't allow him. Don't allow him. Don't allow him. And thirdly, your decisions will always affect those around you. Let me say it again. Your decisions will always affect those around you. See, in verse 17 to 19, God is cursing it because of Adam. God is cursing his creation because Adam sinned. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice, voice of, thy, of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Men, make right choices. Fathers, make right choices. Husbands, make right choices choices because your choice can destroy your family your choice can build your family because the choices you make can build those around you because the choices you make can destroy those around you let us be careful of our choices Choices are born from thoughts. Thoughts are born from desires. Desires are born from the heart. If you haven't been born again, all the choices you will make will be against God and will be against yourself. Though they may look good, though they may taste good, though they may sound good, for, for those who are born again, listen and listen carefully. Make the right choices. Make the right choices. It is what's in the heart that comes out of men's lives. His words, his actions, and even his reactions. Because of Adam's poor choices, the entire human race is plunged into sin. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so that death, part, death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verse 10. There is none righteous, no not one. Because of sin, our hearts are filthy and wicked naturally and against God. This is why immediately in handling down, handing down the case, the curses, because of Adam and Eve's sin, God had to make a promise right in the middle of the judgment. Sin destroys Sin kills. Sin will take you and throw you into a devil's hell where you will be far from a loving God. God makes a promise that he will make things right back to its original state 
in the garden. That God would restore back that fellowship that was lost. And so that brings us to our last point. God's promise of redemption is available for us. You see, amidst all the curses and judgment that God meted out in the Garden of Eden to the very ones that sinned against him and the ones that never sinned but were hit by the very sin of Adam, God makes a promise. Verse 15. The first promise of the Redeemer, Proto-Evangelion. Very prophetic words that God has spoken. I will. I will. That's God's promise to Satan. Right in his face, God is making that promise. He's telling Satan, I will do this. The seed of the woman will come. Yes, you will bruise his heel. But the seed of the woman will knock your head long, long. The seed of the woman will bruise your head. God's promise to the devil. And that promise, my friend, is the promise that we cling to. Amen? That's the promise that we hold on to. That's the promise that everyone that has walked together, walked with, that have kept the ancient words, are and were holding on to. The Messiah would restore that perfect fellowship with God. Only through faith in him. Man has to believe in the promised one, the Messiah, as the chosen from God to restore that fellowship. Oh, my friends, 2,000 years ago, the Messiah came and the Jews did not recognize him. Man did not recognize him. The Messiah, the Redeemer, brought with him eternal life. He was beaten by the serpent in the hill at the cross of Calvary. He died. Oh, my friends, he didn't just die. He didn't stay dead. On the third day, he rose victorious. That Hell and the grave could not hold him down. And Satan's head was given a hard blow that he hasn't come around yet. He is, let me round on some long, long, roaring lion, devouring, devouring, devouring. He is victorious. This mercy all, immense and free, for all oh my God should die for me, Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? The whole of creation groans in pain because of Adam's sin. One day, this will be restored as promised. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, 
waiting for the adoption to it and the redemption of our body. Romans 8, 21 and 23. My friends, one day God is going to restore. God is going to restore his creation. God is going to restore the heavens and the earth. So, asalim ba grand lotate, no can worry again, no can worry all, no can mangalimol, by fire cook him. Okay? One day, God is going to burn all this away and he's going to restore. See, the most important restoration is the restoration of you and I. That is the promise that God gave in the Garden of Eden. He is wanting to restore back that fellowship. Ephesians 3 and verse 9 to 11. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world was hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus. Genesis 3 and verse 15. Proto-Evangelion. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on the promised one is not condemned. But he that believeth not in the promised one is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, the promised Messiah. Genesis 3.15, the one who would crush the head of the serpent. Man, in order for that restoration for man, Man has to believe in Jesus Christ. Man has to believe in Jesus Christ. He is. He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Jesus Christ, the ancient words. Ancient Word of God. Believe in Him. Believe in Him. And you will have eternal life. In closing, the ancient words brings life. We see this all throughout the Bible. And we know these words. See, don't be a tool in Satan's hands. God, your members. Be wise in making decisions. And may additions be based on these words. And these ancient words brings life. Let me read to you these words. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Words of life, words of hope. Give us strength, help me cope. In this world, wherever we roam, ancient words will guide us home. 
holy words of our faith handed down to this age came to us through sacrifice or we heed the faithful words of Christ. Holy words long preserved for our walk in this world, they resound with God's own heart or let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me, changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Let's bow with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Papa God, we thank you for your ancient words. Words that have life. God, you have sent your son, who is the word. And by him and through him, all things were created and are created. And by him and through him, all things consist. It is only through the ancient word that is Christ that man will find everlasting life. Help us, Lord. Speak to our hearts that we may trust and have faith in your ancient word. Bless the church this morning. In your name we ask and pray. Amen. Thank you, church. You can be dismissed. Thank you for listening to this message. We would love to have you join us for service if you are in the area. If you need help with transportation, please give us a call on 709-1000. Again, it's 709-1000.